Welcome to Square Gators, the local harness racing show. This is all a part of the Super Saturday Sports Show that you can listen to as to keep up to date with all things happening locally and around the world in the world of harness racing. The show airs on a weekly basis on a Saturday throughout the year and is hosted by local harness racing identity Daniel Hibbert on 1FM Shepherd and Radio. Welcome back to the Super Saturday Sports Show on your Saturday morning as I welcome the voice of RSN. And boy, has he been the voice of RSN in recent times. Of course, late spring for none other than Dan Hibbard. I've heard him at Bendigo on Wednesday. He's at Sandown Thursday night. Bendigo last night. That was all for the Greyhounds. And he's doing the big shootout tonight live on racing.com. Check it out on Channel 68 doing the big shootout, of course, at the uh, Sandown Park Dogs tonight as well and the Melbourne Cup preludes as well. Welcome, Dan. Hello, Stats. Yes, uh, busy, busy week of uh, calling and uh, uh, tonight's uh, massive. It, 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 it's one of the biggest nights. Normally they'd say that uh, Melbourne Cup heats, heats night, which is next week, is the, uh, the biggest uh, night of the year. I have a feeling that tonight's meeting might uh, uh, surpass that with uh, what's on store, particularly with the uh, uh, the shootout uh, race nine tonight. Now for you particularly, b- being this year, the Melbourne Cup being on a Saturday evening as well, that just makes it a whole bigger audience again, doesn't it? Oh, it does. And the fact that it's on racing.com as well is is a massive, um, a massive fill up to uh, GRV for them to be able to get it on free-to-air TV. Um, it's uh, it just pr- provides it in a, a new audience. Uh, the racing, uh, you know, the racing.com service that's provided in terms of what they do for the gallops uh, in Victoria is is first class. We've seen the harness racing benefit from running on uh, showing their product, premium product on that uh, on the channel as well. Uh, and for the for the greyhounds, obviously last week was the first night of the. The Dream Chasers Festival last week at the Meadows, and it was. Uh, I sat at home and watched it. I would have gone, but I was. <laughs> I'd, I'd worked about nine of the previous ten days, so it was just nice to sit at home and actually take it all in and watch it on on uh, TV. See what was uh, what was put forward, uh, and it was a really strong start. And uh, hopefully, we can uh, keep that flowing tonight. I must admit, I really enjoyed it last week. So we had the last day of the Flemington Carnival, yep. of course, rolling into the Greyhounds. On the Saturday evening, it was um, great viewing for me. Like it was about a twelve-hour binge <laughs> session overall, but uh, yeah, fantastic viewing. And like you said, real coup for Racing Victoria in the Greyhound Spear to get uh, it on Racing.com, and and there's more to come with Racing.com as well. Yeah, so obviously this tonight, and then the next two weeks down there at Sandown with the heats of the Melbourne Cup uh, and the Bold Trees, the the, the distance um, series, and then. The following week, the Melbourne Cup final, which is a million dollars to the winner. Uh, it's just un- unprecedented stake money that's up for grabs in the, in the Greyhounds and uh, really privileged to get the opportunity to uh, call all the action there over the next couple of weeks. Well, let's face it, it probably, I dare say, without knowing other jurisdictions, the, the richest Greyhound race in the world. Uh, well, the Phoenix the Phoenix at the Meadows in, in uh, December is. That's the, the slot race, like a liken to the, uh, the Everest, but... The uh, this carnival, this uh, Dream Chasers Festival, is uh, the richest greyhound racing series in the world by quite some margin. I don't think there's any other jurisdiction that would uh, be able to ha- to fund uh, races worth this much money. And 
Uh, we're very blessed here in, in Victoria in particular, but in Australia in general. And just quickly before you go into the week that was locally in harness racing, of course, we're only about a fortnight away now from, of course, the Inner Dominion rolling in the Shepparton. It's 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 sort of slowly snuck up on us. Yeah, and it's going has, to be it, has it what? Um, obviously, we've had some big races over the last uh, the last few weeks. We've had uh, you know the Derby and and the Victoria Cup. Then we've it's sort of flowed into the New Zealand Cup, which has obviously been run over the last week, uh, last Tuesday, and then the meeting there yesterday. Uh, and now we sort of flow into the Breeders' Crown, uh, which we've got semi-finals of the pacing series tonight at Melton and then obviously the finals next week and uh, yeah then next thing it's uh, the end of Dominion is is here um, it's quite uh, it's quite scary how it's all sort of flowed in together but uh, it's going to be fantastic to have the best horses that we can muster in this part of the world uh, turning up at Shepparton for the for the second round of heats uh, on a Tuesday night and it's it's a big night the, the second night of heats is really sort of it's like moving day at the Masters they sort of have to really you know Stake a claim to get into those, get into the final, and if you don't score enough points in uh, the first couple of rounds, it does make it hard for that uh, that third and final round when you, uh, you know, you you sort of left desperately trying to win to make sure you get into the final. And just on the New Zealand Cup, I tuned into that uh, yep. last Tuesday. The atmosphere uh, off Sky Channel was just absolutely palpable. You could really feel it. Nil- I would nearly dare say bigger than the Melbourne Cup. Our Melbourne Cup for Gallops atmosphere. In terms of, uh, like, per capita, absolutely. It, it is, it's not a public holiday in New Zealand in Christchurch for it. Uh, the joint's packed. Um, it is, it's quite scary how many people actually turn up to the races on a workday uh, over there. Um, it's always the second Tuesday of November, uh, the week after the Gallops Melbourne Cup, and it's just an event. I haven't been. I've had a couple of mates that have gone before and have, uh, you know, absolutely loved it. Uh, and hopefully I can get over there one day and experience it because it is a truly remarkable uh, event. Uh, and uh, we nearly we nearly had the Aussies uh, get the cash, but uh, we... Uh, rock, rock and, and roll, roll do, no, blew the start. Yeah, blew the start. But Majestic Cruiser, the New South Wales horse, ran a, a massive race and uh, he, was, uh, he wasn't far away. And he was, wasn't far away yesterday in the free-for-all either. So... He's had a really good, uh, really just good week. Just extends a long drought, doesn't it, for New Zealand Cups and Australian horses? Or yeah, it's, a it's copy, been a while. Copy that made it back to back. He is Victorian or Victorian Australian owned, but he is obviously a New Zealand horse. And uh, we know, I know, Karen Manning and Grant Campbell won obviously with Arden Rooney, but he was a New Zealand bred horse. There hasn't been an Australian bred horse win since uh, My Lightning Blue, so it's been a very been a long, long time, time. Yeah. a very long time since uh, an Australian bred horse has won the uh, the New Zealand Cup. We've got, what you got for us in the week that was Dan? Yeah, we've likely. got a couple of uh, couple of meetings to, or and results to look back on. We go back to the breed, uh, Breeders' Crown fillies or pacing heats on the uh, Sunday. This is not a a pacer, but it's on that particular meeting. Miss Francine was a good winner for Cameron Mags. Uh, in the two-year-old trot, was able to lead, took a trail, and then was able to get through and score. They went two, three point one in that event. Uh, she's a nice little filly. That one, she uh, doesn't generally run a bad race, and uh, got the job done there. The other winner was in the three-year-old maiden trot, Sebastian's boy for Brent Thompson. You look at its figure form, and you couldn't possibly have have backed it. It uh, does a lot of things wrong. It's right out of the draw in the mobiles, but it got the uh, got the win on the board there on Sunday. 
22.9. It then came out and ran in the heats of the Breeders' Crown at uh, Meribah on Thursday and uh, ran fifth and didn't actually do a bad job in that affair. So certainly uh, improving uh, and uh, starting to uh, work on its craft a bit. It's just obviously got to work on its manners at the start of the race. And uh, if it can do that, it's certainly got a few more wins in store, that is for sure. Cobram's meeting on Monday, we had uh, a nine-race card there. Uh, the first race was won uh, by Warraderry for James McPherson, who took the drive as well. It was an odds-on favourite, was able to sit uh, parked, did a bit of work in the run, won 57.9, but was a good winner, beating Bundle of Notes, the Cobram local, and Rocks Can Roll. Uh, Country Rockstar was another winner for Brent Thompson, and Nathan Jack taking the drive, a two-year-old by Yankee Rockstar out of Modern Society. They went 159.2, had a nice run in transit, was able to sprint over the top and score. The Cliff Robinson Memorial Trot was won by It's Fergie time for Mark Lee and Stacey Towers. Uh, nice type of filly. Uh, she's only a three-year-old taking on uh, the older horses, was able to score. Two minutes, point nine is a very good mile rate, particularly over the 2,200 metres at Cobram. Come on, baby, light my fire. Won the next for Julie Douglas and Jack Law. Was able to lead all of the way. It was a $7 chance, but was able to beat Janali and Mr. Rebel. The Remembrance, Remembrance Day tribute final. This uh, was a heat uh, and final series. It was only one heat, so all the runners basically went around again except for one that was uh, stood down after the heat. And we had a field of eight uh, or seven go around. There was a late scratching in that as well. Kalara Juggernaut, who ran second in the uh, the preview the week before, was able to turn the tables on Reckless Dream and score. They went 156.5, which is a cracking mile rate, particularly for that class. Kalara Juggernaut was able to lead dictate terms and was able to sprint home in 56.9 and win the prize the sixth on the card was uh, this get the uh, screen to work there we go the sixth on the card was won by Barrett for Keith Kenner and Cody Croslin this guy went really well at uh, Cobram the previous week no surprise to see it uh, get back on the winners list beating Patsy Valentine and Mr Jim Ringle and the track was on fire they went 154.6 which is a really hot run uh, they don't generally go much quicker than that. The track record's about 153, so gives you an idea of how hot the run was. Island Rock and Roll won the uh, the pace final for the up to 51s. Mitchell Frost and Cameron Maggs taking a, a, the drive to get another winner. $16 it paid. It was a good result for punters there, 158.9. Pesci won for Sean and Jason McNulty. The combination there with Taylor French taking the drive. Odds on favourite, did a bit of work, got to the lead, too good, 159.9. And they made it a double when Speedy Eddie won the last. James Herbertson took the drive on this one. It was able to lead and scored in a mile rate of 156.5. We then headed to the next meeting, which was at Kilmore on Thursday night. Benny the Gun for Mick Blackmore was able to score. John Caldo took the drive. This was this uh, four-year-old's maiden victory. It's by Muscle Hill out of front and square. And was able to score in 25.1. Good performance. Good, well-deserved win, actually, just to be fair. It has been uh, knocking on the door to get that maiden victory, and it was a, a good performance to score at Kilmore on Thursday night. The next meeting was at Shepherd, and that was last night. Uh, we had a 12-race card there. Quickly through the winners. Molly's line was a strong winner for David Miles in the two-year-old maiden. 
155.4. Miss Lola won for Mary Jane and Austin Miss said it was an $11 chance and was able to lead and winning 156.9. Rolling Ramona, Rosie and Kevin Wiedemack getting another winner. This was a $13 chance. It was able to score and beat Diamond Eclipse and Hair Razor in 157.8. Luna was a winner for Bill Miller and Greg Sugars at a big price, $23, knocking off the odds-on favourite in the trot race. The fifth was won by Rainbow's End for John Yeomans and James Herbertson. $3.70 able to lead all the way, 157.4. Morris bonus continues the good form for the Greg Fleming-David Moran combination. Worked forward to take the lead and scored in 158.6. The seventh, Ultimate Stride for Chris Lang, was able to lead and win in 157.5. The happy 60th birthday, Stephen Duffy Pace, was won by Rick Riling. Happy birthday to Duff. And uh, it was able to lead all the way, 158.7. Popcorn Friday won the three-year-old for Sam Karamalakis and James Herbertson in 2.1.5. Marengo Bay got back on the winner's list for David Jack, was able to score a comfortable 10-metre victory in 2.1.9. Island Rock and Roll, another winner for Mitchell Frost and Cameron Maggs after winning that final earlier in the week. $2.90 the fave, 159.6. And the last was won by Donna Castles and Doc Wilson with Arabs who was able to break its maiden, leading all the way in 159.6. So they were all the winners across um, the last week. Plenty, a couple of meetings in this part of the world, Cobham, and then a big meeting there at Shepparton last night. They started at, uh, I think it was 5 o'clock was the first. Yeah, and they something last, like that, Dan, 11, yeah. 11 o'clock the last, so an extremely long night there out of the postway last night, but a good, a good to see some local winners on the card as well. Yeah, and no, I was home watching Mooney Valley. I was thinking about going out to it, but then at the last minute I decided to stay and watch Mooney Valley. But, yeah, I was listening. Uh, I was listening on uh, RSN on my phone to the Shepparton and Trots. Didn't have a bet there, but I was certainly listening in. Yeah, good meeting. And obviously all the, all eyes now starting to build for the uh, the Inner Dominion. So uh, I'm pretty sure that most of the dining stuff's just about gone. I think it's... Yep. Um, You'll just uh, have to, if you can get an entry, uh, general admission, just to sort of wander the grounds and, and enjoy the night. It's going to be massive. It is going to be a massive night for the uh, for the club and for the uh, for the community to sort of really get involved in the, the biggest event in the sport. And I believe Shepparton's basically booked out already for that particular Wouldn't Tuesday me. around that yeah. uh, 29th of November period. So, yeah, interesting times. Go to a sponsor's break, come out the other side. We'll have a look at this. Big meeting at Melton. We got the quaddy last week. I think we've got two in a row. I can't believe it. Yeah. I don't know what's going on here. No worries. We'll have a look at this big meeting coming out of Melton this evening. Tying the knot, you must consider the Shepherd and Golf Club for your most special day. The Shepherd and Golf Club offers a unique first-class experience that will help create lifelong lasting memories for you and your guests in a relaxing setting that boasts picturesque views and natural beauty. Our experienced team of professionals will take you through the process of designing your food and beverage selections, providing you a stress-free experience so that you can concentrate on the love and joy that brings you together. Visit shepherdandgolf.net.au or call us on 58212717. 1FM sponsor. SDP Tax has been your trusted local accounting firm and has been proudly helping people just like you across the Goulburn Valley and beyond for over two decades. Are you happy with your accountant? Are you certain that you are receiving maximum tax deductions? Call SDP Tax on 1300 436 829 and start a conversation today. SDP offer a maximum deduction guarantee. That's right, SDP guarantee that they'll find you the greatest deductions possible with no upfront fee charged. What are you waiting for? Call today. There is no business too small. Call 1300 436 829. 
or visit www.sdptax.com. One of them sponsor. Shepherd and Scooters and Mobility Service, the entire Goulburn Valley. Come and visit our showroom at 6 Panella Road, Shepparton and view our range of products that covers all areas of assistive technology, providing you and your loved ones with a one-stop shop for all your needs from daily living, powered mobility devices or home modifications. We stock a large range of mobility scooters, walker aids, lift beds, chairs, mattresses, personal aid equipment, skin care and incontinence products. Call us to inquire on 5831 7317 or visit our website, shepartonscootersandmobility.com.au. 1FM sponsor Super Saturday Sport with Mark Owens You're in Square Gators on this Saturday morning of course all things harness racing the week that was we'll have a bit of a look at the gallops world and no doubt the greyhounds as well but this is my favourite part of the show where we get to find a winner we've got the last two quaddies in the last two weeks I wonder if Dan Hibar can make it a hat trick at Melton this well, evening well we'll try it it's, it's a really skinny meeting in terms of from a, a, a wagering perspective these are the uh, the semi-finals of the Breeders' Crown um, and Emma Stewart's got a stranglehold on a majority of those uh, those semi-finals, um, which does make it hard from a wagering perspective. So I haven't taken a multi tonight at uh, Melton. I've taken it at Sandown, and we're going to get on the Greyhounds, and we'll uh, go over to that shortly. But I have taken a quaddy because I think it is a very gettable quaddy. Um, just going uh, not ridiculously wide in those legs, but the first look at the quad is the Mel- Melton City Council Sprint at uh, no, uh, 7.32. The obvious one is Torrid Saint, number five. He just loves the sprint trip, but he's in super form coming off uh, a last start victory. And uh, I think he's going to be really hard to beat. Max Delight gets out of the gate very quickly. I don't think he's going to be quick enough to get past Torrid Saint. Those two both get out of the ar- off the arm very quickly. Um, I don't think they'll take each other on. I think Torrid Saint will lead, and Max Delight, if he's able to, jump in behind and, and get the spot behind the leader. The fly on the ointment in that situation might be Bonsell Benjamin, who does get out very quickly himself. He's drawn the pole, um, and he might sort of kick up on the inside to try and keep the spot behind the leader. I'm expecting Torrid Saint to be really hard to beat, but Max Delight is the obvious danger. So I've gone five and six in the first thing. The second leg is race number six, and uh, this is the uh, Breeders' Crown three-year-old filly's first semi-final. There's really only three chances in this, and they're Emma Stewart's horses, one, three, and four. Rich Beauty, Beach Life, and Soho Historia. Uh, Soho Historia is probably the one to beat, uh, but the other two certainly could win with the right sort of trip. Uh, I can't imagine anything outside of those three winning the semi-final. The seventh on the card is the second semi-final of the three-year-old fillies. And again, there's only really a couple of chances, the two, three, and the four. In Cypher's an odds-on favourite, but Amore Vita was super the other night and st- uh, the other day. And Steno for Cameron Ross and Anthony Butt is certainly a, a winning chance as well. But I think, they're, again, they're the only three in the, tri- in the, in the, uh, in the, the semi-final that I think can win. So two, three, and four in the third leg. And the last leg is the uh, three-year-old Colts and Gelding's first semi-final. Uh, and I thought that there was really only two uh, winning chances in this race as well. And that's four major Perry... Uh, uh, sorry, three major, uh, three chances in this race. Uh, four major Perry, eight Kafaji, and ten interest-free. Um, they are probably the only ones uh, that could possibly win the affair. 
um, and as a result, uh, that uh, it narrow, narrows the quaddy right down. So the quaddy tonight is five and six in the first league, one, three, four in the second league, two, three, four in the third league, four, eight, and ten in the last league. It'll cost you fifty-four dollars for a hundred percent, but uh, even a small. Uh, investment, we might get a decent, uh, might get a little bit of a return. I wouldn't ex- be expecting a lot, but uh, small fish are sweet. Six dollars will get you eleven percent of it. Yeah, there. and I mean, it's, it, look, looking at those leagues, you, the odds-on favourites are going to be really hard to beat, uh, and probably that last league's probably probably the more open of the three. If Major Perry was able to lead, Kafaji and Interest Free will certainly have their work cut out. But uh, as I say, a pretty skinny quaddy there tonight at uh, at Melton. The multi, as I mentioned, there's too many short, really short price favourites in the first four races there at Melton tonight. So it was not impossible to sort of suggest a multi there. Uh, so because of the big night at uh, at Sandown, I thought we might try and have a multi at the uh, the Greyhounds just for something different. Uh, I've got two there that I, I do like. The first of them is race seven, number one, Shipwreck. is a Queensland Greyhound who is in super form. Gets the favours from the inside draw and the fact that the number two does like to get up the track. So I think he's going to get clear running and I think he's going to be really hard to beat. So race seven, number one. And I've gone race nine, number three. Wow, she's fast at the about the $1.60. I think she's poised to win this race. Just the fact that she's loved Sandown. Um, she's a pearl is the obvious, but she hasn't raced there before. And I'm just hoping that uh, Wow, she's fast can win. So the multi, race seven, number one, shipwreck into race nine, number three, Wow, she's fast at Sandown tonight. You'll get about $3 for that uh, that multi tonight. So about $3 on the fixed odds. But uh, certainly if you're sitting at home, you can watch the trots on Trots Vision, but make sure you flick it over to um, to racing.com because it's going to be some great coverage of uh, what is an amazing meeting at, uh, at uh, Sandown Park tonight. No worries, Dan. We're at the standalone meetings, of course, now that we have the feature the Country Cups and Cranbourne today. For those that don't know, a standalone meeting means basically a, a country meeting that is deemed a city meeting on a Saturday that is the feature in that particular state. So Cranbourne being the feature meeting in Victoria today because it's Cranbourne Cup Day. And they're all over it, but so am I. Race 7, number 9, Visionari for the Cranbourne Cup today. It's around $4.50. I just think it gets its chance here and has been set for the race and will be winning it today. Get, gets a decent draw in Barrier 7, coming off that fourth at, uh, at Mooney Valley last time. Um, what was that? That would have been in the um, the Crystal Mile behind my Oberon. So the form certainly stacks up and uh, it's going to be really hard to beat in that race. And I have to agree with you there, Stats. And in uh, the Apache Cat, what a great horse that was, of course. That's the other classic race coming out of Cranbourne today. I like race eight, number 10, I Am War, but it does need a little bit of rain. I'm not sure about the good four, but I'll stick with it. Race eight, number 10, I'm in, I Am War. If it does stay in the dry, I'm also going to back race eight, number 12, Jigsaw. At six dollars fifty, so I'm going to have a two horse play. I think the rain, hopefully the rain stays away. It was sort of forecast, but I think it might get there late uh, after the meeting, if is what they were sort of hoping. But uh, I would have thought Midwest is going to be really hard to beat for the Freedmans and Craig Williams uh, has been inspected uh, at odds of three fifty into three ten on the fix. So certainly going to be hard to beat in the Apache Cat. And at Newcastle today, the Hunter is the feature up there. I like race eight, number five in the Congo. Uh, good race. It's it's a good race. It's a it's a big money, and uh, you know all the uh, the big stables obviously eyeing this one off. Uh, I agree. Within the Congo is going to be certainly hard to beat, but uh, 
Valana for the Cummings and National Wheeler combination has been well supported as well. And number six, I expect it to go close to. Well, no worries, Dan. That's a wrap for Square Gators on this Saturday morning. Gee, it's a quick half hour, isn't it? <laughs> it is a very quick half hour, but uh, yeah, hope looking forward to, to tonight. And uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be big. No worries. If you have enjoyed the show, then please let us know what you think at our socials. 1FM Super Saturday Sport on Facebook and Twitter and tune in from 8am next week to find out more. Till next week, goodbye.